welcome to Bacord. I'm Megan. And I'm Denise. And we're here to talk about books and stuff. <laughs> yes, we just had technical difficulties for the past seven hours, but we're here and we're ready. Per usual, per usual. You know. Well... Well, I say we, but it's usually just me. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't have the technical difficulties. I have the human difficulties of, hmm. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You just reschedule on me. <laughs> like, ah, can we push this for later? And I'm like, hi, I see you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would try to feel sorry. I... <laughs> but it, you don't even apologize you're like whoops i'm like i feel bad like because it's, it's something i like i like to do and i like us reading and talking i'm just so fucking tired all the time now yeah when you told me like at the beginning of this month that you were like not feeling our original book that we had planned i was like girl i figured it i was like we probably shouldn't have started with that book for January. And it's a book I want to read so bad. And it's been on my TBR. But like school started and I would start to read it. And I'd just be like, I just don't want to. I don't want to think if that makes any sense. Like <laughs> I I think whenever I read a book, okay, I like, but I don't want like. Yeah, it, I felt that. Especially I watch, when I, I watch have... trash TV sometimes because mm-hmm. I'm like, I just want to turn my brain off. Yeah. Yeah, and I like and I also have like I live in a community where we have a lot of native students and so I was just like I as a white woman looking in on the outside I only get a glimpse of the shit that happens and I and I can see that it's a shit show. Like I can see that there are struggles and you know, so it's important to read these own voices. Um even when it's a shit time. Like, I get that. It's just right now it was so rough. I feel so bad. <laughs> yeah. Especially because I know you felt like you couldn't put your whole, like, you couldn't put much effort into it. I was like, okay, it makes sense to leave it for another time where you could sit down too and, like, enjoy it yeah. and, like, absorb it mm-hmm. instead of just, like, kind of like half-assing it because you're just not like yeah and feeling it, it wasn't a book January. that should be half-assed either so yeah and that so I, and I didn't want to do it to that book so that's why I was like I I can't I'm sorry <laughs> yeah that's why I felt better like leaving it for another time because I was like yeah like I don't think this is like a light-hearted book that you can just like no. It was fun yeah and it's so not fun. like the book we're going to talk about is light-hearted either but like <laughs> but I had read it before so it was easier and it's a book that I really enjoyed it was in my top 10 and so and but you had just recently read it now so yeah um that's what made it easier it was like okay like it's something that is a book I loved it's a book I can talk about without sounding like a complete idiot so uh, yeah <laughs> yeah and like you already know where it goes mm-hmm. so it's not like you're having to be surprised by dark themes yeah or, like serious topics mm-hmm. you're just like oh i know what i'm heading into 
versus yeah. the other book where it's like like there was one scene where I was like, oh shit, mm-hmm. I did not know. I did not read the trigger the trigger warnings. And that thing that you told me, I wasn't surprised at all just because it is a book about the native community. And so I know that that is an issue that happens to a lot of our native girls. So once I again, I yeah. could, it's not a book that I wanted to half-ass, and it's not a book that I wanted to, like... It was a book I wanted to pay more attention to, so it, it just wasn't a book that I was like, okay, I, I can't pick it up now. I just can't, because it's just... I can't get my whole... Yeah. Yeah, and we'll get to it, you know. We'll get to it soon. Um, and, I mean, for those people that know the book, just from our, like... Just from what we're saying, like if you know, you know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we're gonna get to it. We we are. We're gonna get right. to it. <laughs> Just not this month. <laughs> yes, not this month, and not next month either. I think next month we should do a. I have an idea for next month because it is um, African American um, History Month, mm-hmm. so I think we should definitely give um, our uh, black authors and black books. Um, a read so mm-hmm. uh, maybe in March or something which would be perfect because it would be spring break and I <laughs> I'll either have COVID or it'll be a fine spring break <laughs> you'll be sipping a martini <laughs> I'll be sipping a martini or I'll be dead we'll see <laughs> I have sipping been a martini I've, ex- ex- I've been exposed so much so much i don't know how i have not had it <laughs> you're surrounded by little human incubators megan i don't know how you haven't either yeah it's crazy so um yeah <laughs> what book are we going to be talking about then all right and on that fun segue <laughs> we're gonna be talking about the forest of stolen girls The Forest of Stolen Girls by June Her. Uh, This, I think, is definitely appropriate, too, because yesterday was the book birthday of her third novel, uh, The Red Palace. Yeah. 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 Heck yeah. I saw that. I have already started reading. God damn it, Megan. (laughs) I have it on my TBR because I already saw, like, really good reviews for it. And Mm -hmm. I saw that it was, like, later on. Uh, it's set later on than this book that we're talking about. Today. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's set in um, the 1700s in jo- uh, Chosan. Um, and it is during Prince the Prince Sado saga. Which you should know because we did a project on him. Yeah. What I you forgot everything. I don't know. Prince... What it was me. Do? He... Was the Korean prince who was killed in the rice box by his like he was told? Oh yeah, yeah. and then like uh, they pull some of the information from his wife' her, uh, diary. Yeah, young. Yeah, yeah, from her diary, mm-hmm. and she had like she even has like a like they put together a book of her memoir mm-hmm. or whatever. Yep, her diary. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, I think it might have been me then. I. <laughs> I completely blacked out on a lot of those presentations, so. <laughs> it's been a long time. I just remember, I remember it because I'm a history nerd. 
And I love a good history story, and I love a good true crime story, and that pretty much has it all. <laughs> I remember giving a presentation on Jajangmyeon from Korean history, the black noodles. Oh, yeah. That's what I remember. That yeah. was not with me. I had, to, <laughs> I had to make it with Judy. We were filming it. Okay, okay. It was delicious. <laughs> Because I'm a foodie. <laughs> That's what I remember. <laughs> um, so, do you want to give a breakdown of what happened in this book? Do you want to do the quick um, uh, summary? Okay. okay. So, this book is set in 1426 during the Chosun Dynasty of uh, South Korea. Mm-hmm. And oh, quick note. Bo- sorry, I just want a quick note for our listeners. Excuse me? I'm Excuse me? sorry. Uh, I'm giving my presentation, <laughs> Megan. The Chosan Dynasty is one of, like, the longest dynasties. Um, that's why, like, because I'm only saying that because earlier when we were talking about the Red Palace, I also said it was during the Chosan Dynasty, but that was in the 1700s. Same dynasty, just many, many years really later. Long. Yeah. Okay, you can yeah. get it now. <laughs> Well, now I forgot what I was going to say. Let's just move on. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Okay, it was set during the Chosun Dynasty, uh, 1426, and it's about Kwani, who, at the beginning of the novel, she talks about how her father, who is a detective, has gone missing while he was trying to solve a case on 13 girls that had gone missing from their original hometown, which they had since then have moved out from. Mm -hmm. And in that hometown still lives her sister, um, whose name I believe is Mewol. Um, And so her father goes goes back and he disappears so she's like you know what i'm gonna solve this case and along while doing that i will find out what happened to my father and so she goes back and one of the first places she visits is her sister who had um been left there with a shaman after she had like um like i guess like a predisposition when she was younger to seeing spirits and stuff and so her father was like let me leave her with the shaman and then that way they know how to like um, take care of her, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, just handle her issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's uh, the best way I can put it. And <laughs> so she so she goes and she um, tries to follow this trail of um, solving her father's case. And she, along the way, finds out that he might have been poisoned and um, who did it. She does... She solves this case alongside her sister, who in the beginning, she doesn't want her help. She doesn't want Mewol's help. Mm -hmm. But she slowly learns, like, who, like, what her sister went through, like, in that time that they were away and, like, the incident that happened when they were younger. Mm -hmm. And her relationship with Juani's own father, like, their shared father. And how Mewol, like, saw him in a different light than she did. And how that dynamic... like affected what they went on to do and then like along the way she ends up finding out like that these that something we already know is that um during this time period in this hometown and like everywhere else in korea they are sending these tribute girls Mm -hmm. to um during the is it the ming dynasty to the 
to China as like tributes. And so these that was the Mongol dynasty. Uh, the Mong dynasty. It was like M I remember the M. No, Mongol, but... isn't it Mongol dynasty? When the Mongol Mongol were... I don't know. <laughs> well it was dark, um, it, it, they were sending them to China. Yeah, they were sending them to China. And so like a lot of people when they heard about these girls, they were just like, Oh, like they were sent to China, like it's, and they were also just like it's not a big deal, and mm-hmm. so like <clears throat> it was a big thing for Juani, and even for her father, who's trying to solve this case, where like no one else seemed to care, especially like the magistrate and other like um, political figures and people in the hometown that were just like, you know, like they disappear, they probably ran away with their lover, like who cares? And Juani and her father before her were like, no, like like we need to figure this out. And she ends up finding out that these these girls were being taken by, I forgot his name, but he's the villain of our story. <laughs> and that he, w- he, was, um, he was sending girls. He's like the so governor his- of the island. He's like the governor of the island. Yeah. I don't know if it's the whole like island, the but the, yeah. Like, at least the hometown, like, yeah. some sort of, like, big figure. And he was sh- setting tribute so that his own daughter, whose name I do have, Chewon, would not be taken. Mm-hmm. And so, um, Juani has to solve this mystery, like, and ends up finding out that it's him. Mm-hmm. And, like, the people who were involved in the hometown who just knew and just let it go mm-hmm. or were an active participant in it. Mm-hmm. And um, what happened to her father is another case she had to find out, which ultimately he was poisoned and she ends up finding his body. And yeah, I believe those were the big points. Yeah. Did I miss anything huge? Um, I'm sure we'll get to stuff. Okay. And it was the Ming Dynasty, by the way. Yes. Oh, cool. Hundred hey. <laughs> percent on my presentation. Yeah, so um I think we should so the reason that they are um separated is that her dad went to go be a uh police um detective or commissioner, I can't remember, in uh Seoul. Um and it was after um when they were kids they had been um they had been missing like they went missing for a couple of hours and then they were found but when they were found a body was found near them and neither one could really remember what had happened um and it was all kind of like and the body was of a woman who had got, like, one of the girls that had got, like, one of the first girls that, ha- that had gotten missing. Um, so there was a lot of, like, what's happening there. Like, and you know what happens in these small towns. And um, a lot of talk of basically about them. So they pretty much just wanted to, like, get out of there. Um, and, yeah, unfortunately... Maywall just had a different relationship than uh what was the oldest sister's name again? Juani? Juani, uh Juani. Um uh, um Juani definitely had like a hero worship worship um relationship with her with her father. Uh thought that he did no wrong. 
Um, and that was part of the reason I think that uh, she and Mae Wall, when they meet again, they uh, just have this kind of tenacious relationship because you have um, Huani worshipping their father, but Mae Wall is like, kind of shit to me uh yeah on top of and we find out like on top of him deciding to leave her on the island um his decision that day when they were younger is the reason why they got lost it's the reason why um they had those issues it's because uh Maywal was crying while they were walking through the forest and to quote-unquote punish her, the dad said, let's just keep going. And he he didn't go back for her. Like, he kind of just, like, left her there. And then Juani went to go look for her. And then they both got lost. And it just kind of became a thing. And that's that's where they saw the mass figure Mm -hmm. and, like... One of the key memories that they have that later on helps them solve the mystery of their father's disappearance and the mm-hmm. other girls. Yeah. Yeah. It. Um, but but it's essentially also like di- remember differently for both girls. Hmm. And for Maywall, it was like a turning point where it's like, you know, or just like evidence of like who her father was. Yeah. Yeah, and so um, it's a really interesting book, and I think one of the best things about Jun Her and about these um, is about her books is that they are these historical books set in a time and place that you just don't see, especially in YA fiction. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, when I first saw that it was set like during the Chosun Dynasty. And it was, like, a YA, like, mystery novel. I was mm-hmm. like, that's fucking sick. Yeah, like, right? Let me read this. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and she, I think Jun Her does a really good job in incorporating, like, these big issues and things that happen in Korean history uh, without, like, it being, like, blatantly in your face. Um, like, the... Uh, tribute girls were a sad part of Korean history um, and even Chinese history because it was they were being sent to China mm-hmm. um, and another thing I really love about this book too is it's set in Jeju uh, Jeju Island mm-hmm. and uh, Jeju is then and even now is still very much like a very matriarchal society uh, because mm-hmm. the men were working on ships, and a lot of times they didn't come back because surprise ship uh, ships weren't super duper safe back then, um, and so a lot of these women have were working, uh, making their own money, had a bit more say uh, than mm-hmm. women in Seoul probably did, you know. Um, mm-hmm. and even today they say it's still very much a big part of their culture is how just how matriarchal it is. So I really thought that mm-hmm. was really interesting too. Yeah. And she even includes the henyo, like the, like, um, 
the popular group of female divers from mm-hmm. Jeju, which I thought was really cool to see, and I like how she incorporated that. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, uh, they are so interesting. When um, did you go to the uh, their museum when you went to Jeju? I don't think so. Um, boo! It was I did. It was really interesting. <laughs> These I'm pretty sure like these ladies could like rule the world. <laughs> like <laughs> they're so cool. I, I want to see like they go deep sea like diving. That version of Aquaman. They go deep sea diving without like basically any equipment whatsoever, and it's just like how do you what I can't. The, just the thought of that gives me an ear infection. How do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> just thinking yeah, about it gives like, me so swimmer's cool. ear. <laughs> Like, that a group of people, like, somewhere in the world just adapted to their environment and, like, excelled to that point is just, like, insane. And just really cool to think about. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it's a dying art. Um, uh, it's generally only older women who are doing it. And there mm-hmm. are classes and there are some young ladies, like, learning it, but they're learning it for fun. It's not... Um, a profession they're going to get into, which is understandable because I'm sure you don't make, unfortunately, make a lot of money doing that. Um, So I think the more you can um, incorporate it into fiction, into art, what have you, it really helps, I think, keep it alive a little bit. Yeah, keep the memory alive. Mm -hmm. And the the culture, that part of their culture. That culture of the badassness. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so I thought that was really cool to see, too. But, yeah, I I totally agree with the original point that she, like, gets really heavy topics and really, like, big topics and just kind of, like, smoothly incorporates it throughout the book to where you're not feeling like you're reading, like, a really long um, history, like, mm-hmm. historical yeah. textbook. Yeah. You're just reading something and it happens to have those elements throughout it. And I I enjoy that in historical fiction where it doesn't feel like they're just throwing information at me. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, let's talk to you about <laughs> this event in history. Yeah. Instead you're yeah. <laughs> Instead you're just getting this girl and she happens to be living in it and like how that is and then how that feels for her too. Yeah. And so did you have an idea of where it was going when you while you were reading the book and we were hearing about these girls? Did you start to kind of be like, okay, I kind of see where this is going before the big reveal? Yeah, like, especially when they kind of had the red herring with the shaman. I was like, no, like, you can't have a book where it's like the role of women mm-hmm. is like, you know, something that... Um, like, women are looked down on, and then have it be, like, the other woman that has some sort of agency in this book, too, which yeah. is a shaman. So I was like, I was like, you can't do this to me. Like, don't do this to me, June. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so I was kind of like, yeah, especially where, like, you meet, is it the magistrate at the beginning of the novel? Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, I don't like this motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, he's in this. He's too nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think they all like she kind of like gave little hints about the tributaries beforehand too. Um, what about so that trou- uh, the town drunkard, um, the scholar you? 
Yeah. It was so obvious. I felt like he, I knew he wasn't who like people thought he was, but just because <laughs> the main character would say it mm-hmm. too, where she was like, I could tell he's listening in on the conversation. I was like, I was like, you're so smart. That's what I thought too. I'm right there with you. I'm standing next to you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, listen here, Sherlock, you got this. Just keep following that. And, um, but there was, and the other, oh gosh, I forget his name, but he is like, he's another drunk, but he's like a, the evil drunk who has the daughter, who Ooh, he like. I have her, I have her daughter's name. What's his daughter's name? Or his name? daughter's name. Gahi? Gahi. Um, he, the minute they, she mentioned that he had cut her face, I was like, so she wouldn't be beautiful. So she, yep. and it's so unfortunate because you have this guy who obviously is a horrible father, horrible human. Um, mm-hmm. but like he must have cared a little bit to try and do what he could to save his daughter. Um, oh, yeah, and it's I have unfortunate that that is how he saw a way to save his daughter, but oh, yeah, I have one of the like quotes that I have highlighted in the book is from her talking about her father. Oh, yeah, and she says. But when I think of him as a criminal, I can't help but remember that he skipped his meals so that I could have a full belly. Mm-hmm. And I was like, like, it really talks about that theme that you could see, too, with Juani and her father, where it's like, you know, the um, how you see your father, but also how it isn't just black and white. And there are other elements to it, too. And... Especially for her, that she's just like, you know, he was there for me, but he was also like, he was he was a good person, but also he was a horrible person. And I can't put him on either side of that line. Yeah. Without completely ignoring um, some of his actions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I think that was like the really interesting part. I think that's why like he was actually, it's so weird that he was one of my favorite characters because of that dichotomy because of that juxtaposition of he is a horrible person but he um uh what was it there was a quote in there um he can be both he can both he can both be your he can be your protector and your worst enemy or something like that and i was Mm -hmm. like it's so true and you know even today um you know there's this one girl who uh, she does a podcast and her father was a serial killer and you know he was a evil person an evil guy and he did some horrible things even to her um but he still also like acted like a father and loved her and did fatherly things and it's that like trying to it's so hard because, like, we know that humans are so complex, but when they're so complex that they are father as well as being a serial killer, it's like it feels uh. like they're. It feels like that can't be a thing, but it is, and um, mm-hmm. I just find that really interesting. I think that's why I'm a big true crime fan too. It's like that dichotomy, yeah. you know? Yeah, I mean, like, what is the person that you see? What is the face that they put to the public and what is the face that they have mm-hmm. behind closed doors and what if there's instead of the standard of like oh he was a monster in secret and like 
really nice in public. And it's like, what if in some private circles, he seems great? But in other private circles, he's a monster. Yeah. Like, how do you, how do you cope with that? Mm-hmm. How do you learn to see their different faces mm-hmm. without just like w- without just focusing on one? Exactly. And I mean, the same thing could be said for the magistrate, the guy who was kidnapping the girls. I mean, he started to do it because he made that deal to with the guy the. Um, the oh god he was like the broker almost like with china like was he was the one finding the girls and bringing them to china he made that deal like you know because mm-hmm. instead of my daughter i'll give you two or something like that and like it just kept growing like it just kept becoming more you know yeah i mean there's that whole thing with that guy and his daughter at the end no chewon mm-hmm I think um, so. Yeah, it's her, right? That ultimately is like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm ending it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so. It was. There was so many. There was a lot of complex characters in here. And I think she did a fairly good job at um, showing that um, in a very straightforward way. Because um, her books aren't mm-hmm. very long either. Um, yeah, they're not. So, I mean, she has to fit a lot. And she's like, small pages (laughs) like (laughs) that's a lot of history (laughs) and it doesn't feel like she's cramming Mm -hmm. it like like the book was more like slow paced and more like like casual at times Mm -hmm. where it's like oh we're going through this forest oh we're taking the horse and like how creepy were some like scenes though like i was like that was kind of scary (laughs) Oh yeah, like the scene with the like mask guy. Anytime and he the showed up, I was like, oh hell no! And she would say that there'd be fog or something, and I'd be like, oh, get the fuck out of there! I've seen this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this movie, June. I know what happens. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, like you can't do this to me, dude. Right? <laughs> I know when they were in the forest, all I kept thinking was like my favorite murder. They stay out of the forest. <laughs> stay out of the forest. This is why. <laughs> it's like I get it's 1426, <laughs> but you have no excuse, Bonnie. Get out. <laughs> you are on an island. Walk around. <laughs> That's the other thing it's too. Like, get um, this shit, girl. <laughs> That was another thing, too, is, like, having been on Jeju, like, I I was like, wow, that island was bigger than I thought it was, just for the fact that, like, when they were traveling, they were, it would take, like, them a day or two, and I'd be like, I just got on a bus and went, whoop, like. <laughs> it's like, Kwani, did you forget your bus pass again? <laughs> and, but even... I, it did remind me, like, it is super dense forestry there. Like, um, the, you went to Jeju, right? Yeah, I went so to Jeju. So the bus lines and the roads basically just went around the island. There wasn't a lot of road going, cutting through the island that yeah. I remember. Like, yeah. So, I mean, once because it's a big volcano in the middle, so. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I fucking visited that shit. It was so cool. <laughs> I was like that's a lot of climbing <laughs> that's what i thought 
you know, a quarter of the way through, halfway through, <laughs> at the top, on my way down. And I was like, why the fuck did I sign up for this? What? Who? Why did I do this? <laughs> I already, I had already cool. climbed one mountain in Korea. I was like, I don't need to do it again. <laughs> Um, my study abroad program had, like, several days with, like, p- planned itineraries. Mm-hmm. So when we went to Jeju, they were like, we're going here, 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 and here. And so, like, I was just along for the ride. And they would keep putting hiking trails on their fucking itineraries. I was one, <laughs> one healthy-ass, active motherfucker Oh, God, I was Korea. so healthy in Korea. Not... All the walking I did in Korea, I was like, because, I mean, you just walked everywhere. It was just so easy. Like, ex- like the public transport, transportation, and then it was just like, I'm just going to walk. Now my fat ass just gets in the car and drives everywhere. I'm like, this is why I'm so fat now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. My apartment was, like, next to my university, and I would walk, like, down the hill and mm-hmm. get to class. But then, like, winter hit, and I would have to, like, walk uphill in the snow <laughs> like some fucking boomer. And I was like, I'm just going to take the bus. Both ways and... <laughs> <laughs> Sideways. I had well, to I go get, get the water bus. from the well, and I had no bucket. I had a hold you is my hands. <laughs> that was me in Korea, living the 1950s. Next to all these skyscrapers. No. <laughs> With my iPod. <laughs> iPhones in. It's, it, I mean, honestly, reading this book made me just want to go back so bad. I was like, God, I miss it. And, um, yeah. You haven't read June Her's first book, right? No. Okay. I when I was looking at the list of her books and like which one I wanted to read, I saw more good things about this one because the other one was her debut. Mm-hmm. So I figured it'd be best to start with like one where she's already written one mm-hmm. and then go back. Yeah, I so um I definitely liked this one more than I liked the last one. Um I gave the last so I gave this one four stars. Um I gave Oh, yeah, we didn't even do our ratings at the beginning. Whoopsie. Yeah, I gave it four stars, too. Um, the last one I gave uh, 3.5 stars. Um, and I'm not going to say why, because you need to read it, and then we'll talk. Uh, but um, okay. I definitely saw the growth in um, her writing with this book. Um, and so I'm excited to see more of that in this one that she's writing. Yeah, that's what I saw in the reviews for her first book, where you could kind of see it was a debut, mm-hmm. some things were underdeveloped. Mm-hmm. So I read this one, and I really enjoyed it. I'll probably read Red Palace next, just because it just came out. And yeah, girl! Yeah, because yeah, cause I've already heard good things about that, too. Yeah, I am so excited for it. Um, it's interesting because... So, in the, for her first two books, so going back to The Forest of Stolen Girls, uh, there's no romance, which I think a lot of people can find a little, especially in YA, like a little, like, blah? You know what I mean? Does that make sense? I I liked it, so no, I don't no, know. I can't no, relate. Yeah, I yeah. know, but, like, I feel like, so you and I have are both on, like, um, book groups on Facebook and on TikTok and stuff, and... You know, there are uh, the unfortunate uh, thing with YA a lot of the times is they want romance. 
Um, yeah. And I only say unfortunate because, I mean, romance should never be, you know, a person's all-consuming personality. Um, but I can say as a te- teacher of teenagers, I get it. Like, I see how they are in their relationships, and I'm like, child, you don't like even know. The- you- <laughs> you're the reason the YA industry is like this, goddammit. <laughs> I'm like, you will not talk to that dude a year from now. Like, it is fine. Like, um, I know this girl came up to me, and she was telling me how her boyfriend broke up with her because she uh, didn't have her priorities straight because she was working more than hanging out with him and i'm like how how fucking old are you guys like when i was in high school like i did i even want to hold hands with my boyfriend like (laughs) that makes me sound now i (laughs) understand now i understand how romeo and juliet came to happen (laughs) because i didn't go happy with no 30 year olds (laughs) i said that to my class I, when I was teaching summer school, I was teaching Romeo and Juliet, and I was straight up, was like, and we were talking, and they were saying, they're only how old is it? And I was like, guys, when you're older, you're going to look back and be like, nah, I could see it. Like, <laughs> you guys take your relationships way too seriously. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I have an 18-year-old sister, and just hearing uh, her talk about, like, her relationships, I'm like, girl, you just wait. You child. You're only a baby. I So I made the mistake today in calling my children half-baked humans. (laughs) (laughs) Totally forgetting (laughs) that probably some of those children were literally (laughs) half-baked. And they were like, what? And I was like, yeah, like, you're not fully baked adult. Like, you haven't become, like, fully human. Like, you're young. Like, you have to be baked to become an adult. And they're like, man, you don't know what you're saying. <laughs> like, and I knew it when I said it, too. I was like, mm, this was a poor they're, analogy. <laughs> they're like, we're adults. You don't even know us. We're almost 18. Oh, no. They were like, ma'am, do you know baked means drugs? <laughs> we're uh, high. That's what they were. Oh, thinking. see, see, I am a, I am a sweet summer child. Oh. more than they were. No, half baked. Like when you're baked, you're high. And when I said they were half baked, they were like, "Man, how do you know?" And I was like, "Shut up! I want to say ignorant." <laughs> do I know that some of you are high when you come to my class? Yes. Do I pretend I don't know? I yes. <laughs> That's the world we live in today, guys. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> She's like eating ruffles chips in the corner. What? I'm not high. This, you crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so it's and so it was. It's, I'm excited to see her first foray into um, romance. Kind of going back to the topic. Of the Red Palace. <laughs> I forgot the topic. So I know. I remember. I was like, I was like in my head going, "How did we get to the here?" Okay. Um. So I'm excited to see her first like, uh, t- like turn at romance. Um. I follow June on Twitter. She's pretty much one of the only authors I follow on Twitter. Um. Like on my personal account. Um. Mm-hmm. 
And I know, like, she, a lot of people were comparing this book to um, a Korean drama and stuff like that. So I'm pretty excited to read it and see how that goes because um, I actually would love to see The Forest of Stolen Girls turn into a drama. I saw comparisons of it in the reviews to a drama, too. Oh, really? Not a specific drama, but that it reminded them of, like, the pacing of a drama, Mm -hmm. where it's more, like, dragged out and not so much, like, you know, everything in the first five minutes, like, American TV shows. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to see this one um, as a a drama, one, because there isn't that romance, there's that focus on the sister relationship, the female relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, the history, and I just think it would be, like, really, like, creepy, like, a really good, like, atmospheric drama. Like, I just, like, there were times when I was reading this, and I was, like, picturing it, and I was, like, this would, look, this would be such a cool scene. Like, this would be so cool to film. Oh, yeah. And plus, too, like, I really... You know how in the beginning, like, she dresses up as a man, Juani dresses up mm-hmm. as a man to, like, get around to? Like, I can only imagine them, like, dragging that out. Yes. And, like, getting to see, like, where she uses her man. Um, Card? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> her man. What the hell is the word when your identity? What the fuck? I don't know, man. I'm an English teacher. I don't know words. <laughs> Her man, what the fuck? <laughs> Where she's, like, pretending to be a man to, like, get answers from people mm-hmm. versus, like, when she's, like, herself. Because mm-hmm. she knows when you need, like, a woman's touch versus just, like, being a man in certain circles. Be a man. And I think that would that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. I hope they don't turn it into, like, a full Mulan thing, but I think it'd be really I like interesting. Now, I like how we're now talking about it as if it is going to be a drama. <laughs> it better be... Yeah. I know, where are the Korean, where are the Netflix execs who are now, like, super into making Korean dramas? Like, can someone please contact Jun Her like, now, please? Yes. Squid Games was a success, and now we need more historical thrillers. Mm-hmm. In- please. Oh, Squid Games. Oh. Boop, boop, boop. It's not the song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love how I know exactly what song you're talking about. Um, yeah, I, I, it's, it was a really good book. Highly recommend. And I, that's all I really have to say about it. I think I have one more fun yeah, about which, like, as someone who took, I took a class on women in Korea in college, mm-hmm. and I. I think one of the things I enjoyed most about the professor who taught it mm-hmm. is she, like, made the point that, like, yes, um, Korean women, like, historically have had, like, at times they were very powerless and their role in society was much lower than men's. Mm-hmm. But also, like, while acknowledging that, you can also acknowledge at times the like autonomy they were able the little autonomy they were able to fight for and like pull towards them Mm -hmm. and like be able to have some power and i love that especially in this book not just Juani, the main character but also the other um female characters in the book were still able to like make some decisions and be able to do something for themselves Mm -hmm. especially thinking of chaewon who at the ending 
killed her father. It's just like you can't say that women were completely powerless without like um, completely like writing over like what they were able to do at the very least, even in a terrible situation like they were. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. Um, I'm not sure if I took a woman in Korean class. I know I took a Korean history class. Um, and unfortunate, and I, my view on women in history in Korea, um, has definitely been, um, colored by their Confucian history, uh, with, and Confucianism is a very sexist, um, theology. Um, so I definitely had more, um, view like i definitely see more of that i feel like when i think of korean women but uh it's really interesting yeah. to get this different um viewpoint of it which i really like because like i said um uh with this being set in jeju and i think that's why she probably did set it in jeju um is because you mm-hmm. get um because of how matriarchal it was for that time especially um it was a woman it was an island of mo- uh, like mostly of women like majority women because of how many how many of the men were out se- out at sea working and stuff like that yeah and i know like i think i saw in an interview with june her that she said she took some artistic liberties mm-hmm. but i think i one thing i noticed was interesting is this book is set in 1426 which is like 30 years into the Chosun Dynasty, mm-hmm. so it had just like recently started. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that was also her trying to choose like a set, like a certain time period in the Chosun Dynasty where it was more likely for women to still have some of those like ideals from like the Koryo Dynasty from before mm-hmm. the Chosun Dynasty. Yeah, and like what, like if that played a role too, because I know women before the Confucian time had a lot more, um, like power over themselves mm-hmm. and like their they had a lot more autonomy and yeah yeah so i wonder if she chose that time period specifically or if it was just yeah. kind of like I'm sure i want to sure. i want to write about this i'm sure that yeah. probably had something to do with it um and i mean it also probably had a lot to do with, i mean the korean history is so rich it's so interesting there's oh, yeah. uh, it, it's such a bummer that we are not taught more like history like in um in school um i mean chinese and korean history japanese history like history all over the world is so interesting and we just don't really get to see it um it's very whitewashed in the united states um ooh political um but (laughs) um (laughs) so she definitely i could definitely see her making that choice it's also interesting because i um the Silence of the Bones and Red Palace are in the 1700s, I believe. So mm-hmm. uh, this definitely is earlier than her other books. So um, she has a fourth book. I know that the title has been announced, uh, A Crane Among Wolves. Um, Ooh, that just sounds good. Right? And um, the blurb for it is a YA, a YA historical mystery that follows a girl and a prince that must join forces to save her sister and the kingdom from uh, King Yonsongon, uh, one of Korea's most hated tyrants. And um, that is 
That is earlier, too. That's, like, in the 1400s. So she's going to be going back there. So she has... I remember seeing a tweet from her about, like, how she'll have, like, nightmares about, oh, my gosh, what if I've run out of book ideas and I'll never write another book? And then she's like, but then I remember how crazy Korean history is. And I was like, (laughs) yeah, she's got a lot... You got a lot of work with, girl. You're good. You're good. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So I'm excited. Oh, yeah. She has a shit ton of material she can pull oh, yeah. from. And I will be here for every single every book. Every single one. I'm so excited. So she is definitely coming. an insta-buy author for me. Um, I think she still has some growth to do as a writer. Um, like, mm-hmm. in the writing aspect, if that makes sense. But she... Mm-hmm. she come, the, her ideas are just amazing. She's so unique. Um, I, I, I can't wait to see what she'll have in the future. I hope she keeps writing forever. Oh, yeah. I really do. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't, I can't wait to see her journey, like, and her growth. Because, like, if this is a starting point, this is awesome. Yeah, I really hope that... I really hope, too, that with this new, like... God, it feels, like, so condescending when I say, like, Korean craze. Because, like, it shouldn't be called that. But, I mean, we, have, we do have to admit that um, with BTS... Korean music and now with Squid Game, Korean television shows um, are seeing a huge growth in popularity outside of uh, Asia uh, here in the United States. Mm -hmm. So um, I hope, I really hope that these books, like more people reading these books and more young people reading these books um, is a result of that because I think they should. Yeah, and I hope it influences similar trends like in other like with other cultures and other countries. Yeah. Where it's like like yes, this might not be like American centric, but it could still be very popular. American or American audience. Europe. (laughs) Yeah, or European centric. European. Especially for um historical Mm -hmm. fiction. Um so I hope people see like the opportunity. Investors, producers, all of them, yes, and just Netflix move forward. Netflix, call June her, Jesus Christ, (laughs) just call her up. It's right there. Tweet at her. She has a Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) God, yeah, (laughs) you're missing an opportunity of a life. So many opportunities missed. (laughs) All right. Yeah. So. Well, this was Book Horde. Uh, it was great talking to you. Uh, and we will see you next time. Yeah. Make sure to follow us on other social media. We have a Twitter, Instagram. And that's it, right? <laughs> um, rate us five stars wherever you're listening. <laughs> and yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye. Goodbye.